Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of the Messed Up Counselor. Today is going to be slightly different, and every so often I'm going to invite a person into uh, the studio with us and um, talk about topics and conversations that might be interesting to you. Um, and we're just going to have a conversation. Um, this is Sue, and Sue's here to work with me on bullying. Bullying uh, in not just what you might consider bullying within younger people at school and those kind of places, but also bullying for adults. Bullies kind of tend to be across all range ranges, don't they? Indeed. Can you say something about how many kinds of bullying there are? How does it show up? It it kind of moves. I suppose, in essence, bullying is about one person's insecurity and wanting to be powerful over another. But it can show up in all sorts of different ways. Um, you can get bullying within social media. A uh, big thing nowadays, obviously, uh, with young people uh, and older people, to be fair. You know, probably younger than us. <laughs> but um, So you can get that kind of bullying. You can get bullying face-to-face within kind of school playgrounds, that kind of thing. Um, you can get bullying through um, workplace processes where managers, bosses, people in power need to kind of exert their authority in some way, shape or form. So it comes in all areas of life, really, and in all relationships, to be fair. You can get bullies in families, you know. Mm. How might a person feel when they're being bullied? How might they identify it? I suppose the main thing would be to feel as though you're being attacked in some way, shape or form. You you probably have an essence of feeling shamed or feeling as though you're wrong or you're different or you're not part of the crowd or something you've done or something you've worn isn't acceptable, you know. So I suppose you'd feel it in those kind of ways. Um, and. In essence, you'd feel less than, demoted, insecure, less powerful, less having a voice, less able to say. You'd feel guilt mm. in those kind of ways because you're not part of whatever the bully is trying to say you should be part of. You know? mm. Bullying can feel quite isolating then. Massively so. Yeah, you're the mm. odd one out, usually. You know, mm. they always target one person usually, uh, mm. the bullies. Um, so if you're in a group of people, the one person that's been bullied is the one that feels less left out, isolated, not part of the group, not part of mm. the crowd. Why might someone be a bully? I think bullies are basically insecure people, very insecure people. I mean, all people are insecure to a certain degree. But I think for bullies, it's a really big thing about that insecurity. Um, they feel powerless. They feel as though they don't have a voice in their group. So they become externalising that voice and, and raise that voice in bullying other people. And so in order to feel more powerful, they kind of have to put other people down to elevate themselves to be the boss of the group, you know? Um, but bullying can be very subtle. It doesn't have to be in your face, mm. you know, really. 
Okay. Interesting. So how might subtle types of bullying show up then? I think for most people, and I think a lot of people are bullied. I don't think it's it's an unnatural um, process for groups, any groups really, to have somebody that wants to exert their power. It's, I should imagine it's a bit like... Well, going from personal experience, for me it was a bit like initially feeling as though uh, I was wrong. I wasn't right inside. And it wouldn't be done through an outlandish process of you're the problem. It was done through very subtle ways of just saying, oh, do you think them shoes are okay? And not ongoing kind of conversation like that just like dropping things in it's a bit like you know as you might find grooming it starts in a very subtle way and that might be said to four or five different people so the people who wouldn't be susceptible to bullying they would probably what you're on about get lost you know the people who are susceptible to bullying would go mm, do you think so so the bullies kind of find who they can bully within the group. Mm. So they find out who's susceptible to bullying, who's got the lower self-esteem, lower confidence process, the more anxiety process. Mm. And they do that through a very subtle process of grooming, if you like, dropping little things in to see what the reaction is amongst the group, you know. Mm. And then the one that is susceptible to bullying then becomes the target of all the other parts of the group mm. because well the bully's saying that so the other people have to be on one side or the other and so as they generate more and more people to be on the bully side more and more people come across so the kind of weight of that comes onto the bullier side mm. and the bully gains power yeah bully is the mm. voice of the group okay you know so the subtle signs are a drip drip process yeah. of small put downs, small you're not in the gang type remarks, mm. I'm better than you type remarks. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should do it the way, I, look, 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 look what shoes I've got, you should get these as well. Okay. You know? Yeah. And we know that um, in education now there are lots of specialist schemes in schools because children are vulnerable and can't really fight for themselves. So there are lots of schemes to deal with bullying. How do adults deal with it? What about in the workplace? What happens there? Well, that's one that isn't really talked about. <laughs> loads and loads of people talk about school-based bullying, you know. Mm. Um, and the thing when you leave school, there are no longer bullies. Mm. <laughs> Probably not. You know, bullies are there all the time because they're insecure all the time so they have to be bullies so bullies grow up and they become people in the workplace um, and usually again targeting individuals that they believe are the ones that would put up with things the ones that wouldn't necessarily have a voice back the ones that would maybe want to make everybody happy and everybody okay Mm. So the workplace bully can come in a different way. It's it's sometimes smaller groups, not big groups. Uh, you know, school yard bullies are usually a bigger group process. Not always, but usually. So the bullies in workplace will be people who maybe have power, managers, bosses, um, section heads, whatever you want to call that, 
you know and they will target one person within their group to bully they don't usually target more than one which is strange really isn't it mm. you know you think they want to bully everybody to make it mm. but if they bully everybody then the ones that's been bullied would gang together against the bullier <laughs> because there's that them and us process different kind of isolation then for people in the workplace mm. different version of divide and conquer yeah absolutely okay so how might that person be, be chosen by the bully again usually from a position where and this is really really strange way of looking at it the bully bullies the person they would most likely want to be which sounds a bit strange, really, doesn't it? Yeah, you need you know? to say a bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, you know. The bully will target the person who can be bullied, obviously. But there's usually something in that person's makeup, character, characteristics, things they do that they would like to be. So, say, for example, um, the bully is bullying somebody who is classified as a geek. Yeah. And I mean that in, not in a dis mm. uh, dishonourable way. Um, a judgmental way just somebody who was tagged as being the the kind of loner the mm. one that kind of is into individual situations and microscopic detail the one who has specialist yeah. knowledge yeah pretty much so the bully then would like to be that person who has that specialist knowledge but they don't have it or they can't mm. be it or they don't have the characteristics to be it you know mm. so they then put that person down that they would like to be or like to have the characteristics to gain power over them so then that person would work for the bully and make the bully feel better because that person's doing the job the bully can't do and so they elevate the bully above the group if that makes sense okay so might the bully be preventing the other person taking their job from them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Usually in workplace, it's, it's, it's a lot of the time around that. Because they have the ability to be the boss, you know, they have the characteristics, the knowledge, the experience, whatever, to be the boss, but they don't want to be the boss, then the boss will put that person down because they're a threat, in a sense, to them, and a threat mm. to their world and life. You know their their position of power. You know, maybe everybody is getting on with the the bullied person. You know, and then the bully goes, "Oh, get out of that!" There's people are shifting towards them, so I then need to start bring that balance back to me. You know, so they'll get that bullied person to do something that makes the bully feel better, or feel more elevated, or more, you know, in power, superior. Okay. What about love relationships then couples families how's bullying going to show up there mm. not all bullying's the same obviously some is a low intensity bullying um kind of making remarks questioning thoughts ideas views um, things you do you know drip drip effect as you were calling it um and so that will sometimes stay at that level it, it sometimes won't go any any different but the person that's being bullied would usually reducing confidence self-esteem they'd be more anxious uh, more worried more concerned whether have i got it right is it okay so that can low level can lead to a process where the bullier is kind of like being asked 
all the time. Is this right? Is it all right? Am I okay? Have I made the right choice? So there's that questioning of, of our ideas, our manners, our characteristics, our behaviour. And so that kind of comes across as a, as a power struggle within the relationship. And so the, the bullier might not be seen as a bullier. They might hide that with remarks that kind of challenge, but you kind of comedy to do it, humour to do it, you know. So they kind of put down in a very subtle way sometimes within groups, you know. So one person is being the butt of the jokes is mm. a common phrase, isn't it? You know. Mm. So that person feels insecure in the relationship. So they have to revert back to the bullier to check out if they're all right, you know. So that reducing of power and control um, in that person's behaviour, that person's experiential process. Mm. So a person who is receiving some level of bullying at home, some off remarks, some put-downs, they might find that being reinforced in social situations by sarcasm or mm. outright put-downs. Yeah, absolutely, totally. And I think once you're susceptible to that, you don't really notice it's there. It, it becomes a part of your world, it becomes part of the process it becomes normal mm. in a sense so you don't react to it necessarily but then when it comes into the outside groups of that couple relationship it becomes probably more apparent because other people are seeing it so they'll mm. either comment on it maybe or we might feel um, embarrassed that other people are hearing this now so we might react more to that and I think that's when it can escalate into much more than just bullying it can escalate well into um, domestic abuse and domestic violence mm. to regain the power regain the control okay you know can it also escalate in the sense of the person who is being bullied having a wake-up call that they notice this now because it's happening in the group yeah absolutely and they might then react to that try to elevate their power in that group mm. uh, and then when it goes home four walls you know curtains closed then that might then react differently and that mm. might elevate the bullier to be much more assertive mm. and much more controlling mm. what's the escape method then for someone in a supposedly loving couple who feels really bullied how do they escape well, the first position of any change is to be aware. We can't move, change, alter anything unless we're aware of it. So I suppose we become aware of it, and then we we think, can we tolerate it? Is it okay? Now, if there's other family members, kids and stuff, then they might say, well, actually, I'll put up with this for the sake of the kids. I don't want to break the home up. I don't want to do anything that unsettles it. I don't want to do anything that might affect the children. Or the bullier might affect the children if the children come on side with me. So I suppose, you know, in some senses they'll allow it. Um, but then there'll be a tipping point usually uh, for most people with anything really. Not just bullying where it becomes too much to just not react to, not mm. connect to, you know. And then I suppose it goes down different avenues depending on the person. Um, a lot of people we see in the, the counselling room will be working with us in understanding that 
working with it uh, and gaining confidence, self-esteem uh, within the counselling process to get them into a position where they can make some choice, you know. Um, but those choices are never easy. Yeah. But mm. the escape, if you like, is to realise that it's not what I want out of a relationship, not where I want to be, and then make some background ideas, situations, scenarios, um, processes to enable me to move away, me to escape. Mm. You know. And can the bully change? Yeah, everybody can change. We all can change. But we have to take responsibility for what we do to change. So if the bully won't accept that they're bullying, won't accept that they are the one that's actually causing the distress in the other person, then no. Mm. Uh, without responsibility, there is no change. You know, in the mm. counselling room, we'll have conversations when we're doing couple work, and one of the people will say something fairly innocuous, fairly small, fairly not you know, of a, of a put down, you know, to that person. And then us, the counsellors, will come in and say, whoa, you know, what are you doing? Why did you say that? What do you think the reaction to that was? So we will come in and be that voice initially for the person who's been bullied or put down or sarcastic comments, you know, um, so that we can kind of give that bullier an opportunity to take responsibility, to change. Oh, yeah, I'm really sorry I didn't mean to do that, you know, or, you know, stuff you, I'm going to keep on doing it, <laughs> you know. Mm. And then you can get a flavour of whether or not there is a possibility of change. Um, but everybody can change, absolutely. Mm. We okay. just have to realise we're doing it. Ultimately, then, in a couple relationship, it might mean the end of the relationship if the bully doesn't want to change once the other person comes to awareness that they could have a different life. Mm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you'll see that in couple work that we do, uh, whereby the bullier will try to get the other person to disconnect from the counselling because the counselling's given them a voice, which the bullier doesn't want them to have. So they will try to disrupt the counselling process. Um, they'll be late. They won't be able to, I'm still at work, I can't get there. So there'll be a whole range of ways mm. of kind of disconnecting that process, you know, bringing it off the rails. Mm. Um, but I suppose then the person that's being bullied can make a choice whether or not they connect on their own. Mm. And we can keep building that confidence process, you know. Mm. Okay. Difficult choices then in relationships. Mm. Very difficult choices. And equally difficult for people in the workplace as well. Particularly if someone is in quite a niche role, it's not always possible for them to just skip from job to job to job to escape bullies. So, so what's their coping mechanism? Once they reach that point of awareness that you talked about, once they realise how this person is relating to me is, is not okay, I am being put down, I am being bullied, what method can they use then to change things? I suppose like anything we have to become aware of it first. So we have to realise we're being bullied. It's not just us that's the problem. Mm. you know. And then they need to be able to have 
choices of what they do next, what route they take. Now, it may be that they're in a small group of people and the bullier is the manager, let's say, for example. So I can't lose my job because I need my income. So I can't necessarily challenge it. I want to stay with the company. I want to stay with the firm. I don't want to move. I like what I do, you know. So then they would go to a process of, okay, what do we do? If there's a, a mediation process within the company, they could go down that avenue through HR, you know, and we do uh, mediation work with companies. And they can have an outsider come in like me and we can build a, a mediation process to the company. Um, and then the outsider um, or somebody not involved in, in the bullier and the bullied um, would would take that view and take that role and take that impartial aspect of trying to get them to understand each other. You, know, you could do that. If the firm hasn't got that kind of option, um, then the main thing is to understand the bullier. The main thing is to understand why that person is bullying. If we can understand why they're doing what they're doing, then we've got at least a chance of trying to change it. Now, it may be that, you know, say, for example, uh, I've got the skills and abilities to do the manager's job, but I don't want the manager's job. Never have. So the manager feels very kind of unsure because they know I could do their job better than them, basically. So they're going to get very insecure. They're going to try and put me down, make me less effective. You know, they might start criticising what I'm doing, you know, making me lose confidence in what I do. So if that's the case, and I don't want to be the manager... I've never wanted to be the manager kind of thing. Then what you can do is you can say to that manager bully, one-on-one, -on -one, never do it in a group if you're working with a bully. Always do it one-on-one -on -one because the bully would still have to have the bravado, uh, the kind of I'm still in power, you mm. can't challenge me process. So it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I would say in that situation, look, I don't know why I'm making you feel so insecure in order that you need to bully me. But whatever it is, I don't want to be you. I've never wanted to be you. I don't want your job. I don't want to do your job. I just want to do what I do. And if I do what I do, actually it makes you better looking in the firm. Mm -hmm. If I don't do what I do, it's going to affect you. So I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing as long as you don't bully me. If you start bullying me, I won't do any more hours. I won't do any more than I have to do. I will work to rule. And that's going to affect your role and your position. So you've got a choice here, Mr Bully, Mrs mm. Bully. Are you going to allow me to be me and not have this aggra aggravation? Or are you going to really not do yourself any favours? Mm. So you could go down that avenue. Okay. You know. All right. And what if they bully and bullied um, don't have that manager and worker dynamic what if they're just in the same organisation and they're really no threat to each other but somehow this person really wants to pick on the other one mm. what can happen then well again there needs to be an understanding of why that person is doing that, you, you can't change anything unless you understand it basically so it might be that they've got something going on outside of them role at work, at home. They might be in a position where their power's been taken away. And so they need to exert power somewhere else. 
So it's about being aware of that person's world life understanding and trying to engage with it. Or, alternatively, just stay the heck away from them. Don't connect to them. Don't mm. go into places where they are. Disconnect from them. Mm. You know, If that's not allowed, and they keep chasing you to bully you, you know, um, then you really have to bring a third party into the process mm. because that is illegal in the workplace is bullying um, and it and it is a, a sackable offence you know mm. for the bullied person mm. so you do still have the power if you've been the if you're the bullied person because you can make effective change you know whether they come with you on that change and we create some amicable working process or we actually challenge it in a higher authority it always needs to be somebody in higher authority to the bully because the power is in mm. that process so anybody more powerful than the bully is the one you would need you know mm. okay so we need to come to awareness of what we're experiencing and take steps to make change to take responsibility for the bully to take responsibility for change for the bullied or for both of them okay so how if if that process can't be done because of the way a, a company is constructed how can an individual person become more resilient to resist the bullying how can they feel better in themselves mm. very simple really they have to work out that they're not the problem the other person has the problem and they're just externalising it onto them. The bullied person is never the problem. They're never the problem, ever. The other person, the bully, has the problem and they just externalise it onto the bullied person. Which is a great way to understand it because if you understand how you feel then that's actually how the bully is feeling. So you can work to that kind of process, you know. Mm. Because if we feel internalised, powerful, if we feel secure in us, then there's no way a bully can get in. Mm. Because no matter what they do, mm. forget it, you know. Okay, so resilience is based on realising that it's not about us, mm. it's nothing to do with us, we're just today's target yeah yeah absolutely okay. yeah. interested in conversation indeed hopefully that made sense and hopefully you're okay with that um, and we've given you some ideas understanding of how you you might work with understand be aware of bullying because sometimes people are not aware of it and they don't realise they're being bullied. Many times in the counselling room, I've said something to a person who's been bullied, and they say, what are you on about? That's okay, isn't it? Well, no, it's not okay if people put you down, if they use sarcasm, if they make you feel bad about yourself. It is not okay. But the other person has the problem. It's never you. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye.